Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast with Tony Maradero and Sean Starr. Sports entertainment like no other. It's going to be sick. Brought to you by MyBookie. Use code SICKPICS for a 50% deposit bonus. Bet, win, get paid. Marinero, Sean Starr, the sick podcast, and then there were two. We all know now who's going to be playing in the Super Bowl. It's going to be Pat Mahomes' Kansas City Chiefs versus Tom Brady's Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Just a couple of days after the Chiefs beat the Bills by two touchdowns, and the Bucks just got by the Green Bay Packers. But two days later, Sean Starr, everyone is talking about one particular play in that Green Bay versus Tampa Bay game, which we'll get to in a second. The Sick Podcast is brought to you by MyBookie. Use code SICKPICKS for a 50% deposit bonus. Bet, win, get paid. Follow us on Instagram at The Sick Podcast and follow us on our Facebook page, The Sick Podcast. Like it and share it with your friends. How you doing, my man? I'm good. Uh, ready for uh, the Super Bowl. We've got, uh, what have we got, uh, 12 days between now and Super Bowl 55, where Tampa Bay, for the first time in the history, yeah, will be the home team in the NFL's championship game. So uh, we know there's going to be people there. How much will home field advantage play a part into the game that is already out? It was fascinating to watch, you know, uh, watching the uh, the AFC championship game and seeing the odds kind of spill out. Um where they already had hypothetical odds. Uh, who was Tampa Bay going to face? Was it going to be the Buffalo Bills? Was it going to be the Kansas City Chiefs? Oddsmakers at mybookie.ag actually had uh, the hypothetical bets for Tampa Bay minus one against Buffalo, Tampa Bay plus three against Kansas City. And, of course, as it moved on, and when I woke up on Monday morning, the line had locked in at Kansas City as three-and-a-half-point favorites with a total set at 56 and a half points. And, you know, to begin with an early lean, I do like the over, you know, if you're looking at the number, where, where's it going to go? Is it going to get, is it going to get to 58? Is it going to get that high? I don't know if it's going to get that high, but I do think we're going to see, you know, it's, as they always say, Tony, it's the race to 30 points. Who's going to get to 30 points. And with a total, you know, where it's at at 56 and a half, yep. you, I could see a 30 to 28 final. I could definitely see 33 points on the board by somebody else. I, I honestly think we're going to get the over. So I would kind of lean in that direction today, 12 days before the Super Bowl. All right. Well, we have plenty of time to talk about that. And of course, we all look forward to it. It's going to be absolutely fantastic. If I would have told you at the beginning of the season that Pat Mahomes was going to face Tom Brady in the Super Bowl, I'm sure you would have taken it. And obviously, Mahomes would have, and so would have Brady. So now let's talk about what the entire world is talking about. Tampa Bay 31, Green Bay 23. Just over two minutes left on the clock. Fourth and goal. Green Bay's MVP and the league's MVP, Aaron Rodgers, obviously wants to go for it. If he gets in the end zone at that point, they need to convert on a two-point convert to tie that game. And Matt LaFleur takes Rodgers off the field and puts his field goal team on. They hit the field goal, but they never get the ball back. Sean, what was he thinking? I'm going to defend the call. I'm going to defend Matt LaFleur. I'm going to defend oh. the fact that Matt LaFleur 
What a take. Took Aaron Rodgers out of the NFC Championship game and rolled the dice um, by thinking this way. They obviously wanted to eliminate the two-point conversion attempt from the equation. That is where this begins. We just watched in the NFC title game, we watched Aaron Rodgers go 0 for 3. We watched Devontae Adams earlier in the ballgame drop a sure touchdown in the end zone. We watched another Green Bay playmaker drop a ball that hit him right in the numbers in the chest on a two-point convert attempt. And I understand that Aaron Rodgers threw for 346 yards and had a great day and threw three touchdowns and got picked off once. But down the stretch, Aaron Rodgers choked. Down the stretch, on third down, with nothing but daylight ahead of him, he didn't run. He didn't pick up Tony what was a charitable four or five yards. It would have made the decision for Matt LaFleur that much easier, less controversial. If Aaron Rodgers didn't freeze in that moment, Tony, Aaron Rodgers is one for four in big games in his career. And he watched 43-year-old Tom Brady go to the NFC for the first time and beat him at Lambeau, a game he's been waiting his entire career to play in. And he lost to a 43-year-old Tom Brady who was chucking the ball up in the air. And that's what it comes down to. Matt LaFleur saw his quarterback not at his best. He saw Tom Brady chuck the ball up in the air thinking, you know what? I'm going to take the touchdown away from Tom Brady. I'm going to take the touchdown away from Aaron Rodgers. I'm going to take the two-point convert. I'm going to put it on my defense, which doesn't allow a ton of points. They're not top five, but they're not bottom 10 either. They're top 10 in a lot of different categories. They put the onus on the defense to make a play. And I'm okay with that, but I understand it's the easy call. Just, well, Aaron Rodgers the GOAT. Aaron Rodgers the GOAT. Is he the GOAT? He's one in four big games, has one NFL title. And I know it's not just the quarterback, Tony. Yeah. But it's not that easy. It's not that easy. Hold Watch the game. So here's, here's my thinking. And by the way, on third down, I was screaming at my television that I'm saying to myself, if I'm Aaron Rodgers and I have that daylight, I can pick up five or six yards. What is this guy thinking? I still don't know what he was thinking. Well, that's the thing. Tony, Tony, he was he he's the he's the only guy that was in the arena with the ball in his hand at that point. None of us can read his mind, but big players, great players, Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, Joe Montana, we see it down the line, the common denominator. They make big plays and big moments consistently. Having said all that, I want to run this by you, okay? And I understand the whole thing of taking away the convert because if they stop the Tampa Bay Bucs, and now that they've hit that field goal, if they stop the Bucs and they then throw a touchdown, the Packers win the game. Their final play doesn't have to be two scores. Now it has to be one score. I get all that. But let me run this by you. Let's say they go for it on fourth down and they don't get in. Yep. And let's just say they don't even gain a yard. And now Tampa Bay has the ball at the seven yard line or the eight yard line or whatever it is. Okay. If Green Bay stops Tampa Bay, they'll get the ball in much better position on the field than they did. By kicking the field goal and then having to punt. I, I, I get it. You're not wrong. They would, get it, they would Tampa Bay would get the ball at their own eight-yard line. 
and they'd have to march down the field, get a bunch of first downs, kill the clock, or put points on the board. But here's where, again, I think this is where Matt LaFleur was thinking. He knew that situation that you just described. But again, it, you're still left with the same thing. Tampa gets the ball on the eight-yard line. Let's say they go three and out, all right? Let's, let's give credit to Green Bay's defense. And now they punt it away. Green Bay has to march down the field, and then they're back in the same spot. They have to score a touchdown, and they need to convert on the two-pointer. So Matt LaFleur sends his kicking team out, gets the three points. Now the deficit is the deficit is two. You. The deficit is two now. So now you're back. I'm back to your situation. The deficit is two. I've kicked a field goal. Now I still need to do what you just said. Stop Tom Brady, get the ball back, and now, Tony, all I need is a field goal, and I win. Not tie. I don't tie. I don't have to score a touchdown or a two-point. I need to kick a field goal, make a stop, and, and kick that field goal, and I win, and I'm off to the Super Bowl. That's where I'll defend Matt LaFleur because he watched his quarterback go 0 for 3 down the stretch. He watched his, 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 his playmakers drop balls, and he said, what am I doing here? I'm going to put it on my defense to stop Tom Brady, who threw three picks, Tony, and, and looked I terrible. You. Uh, but he still is a big-game quarterback like you know. Like, Tom Brady can throw three picks. Like, people are listening to us right now and saying, what are you guys talking about? Roger's stats were better than those of Brady. Yes. But it all comes down to, do you know how to win? And I hope, I hope for any members of the media who have referenced the GOAT versus the BOAT, and I probably did at one point because others were referencing it, though I never thought that Aaron Rodgers was Tom Brady. We have to stop with this goat versus the boat. Brady is the goat, and Rodgers is not the boat. I don't want to hear it anymore. I don't care about Lafleur. I don't care about this. Tom Brady knows how to win a lot more than Aaron Rodgers knows how to win. The only thing, though, I ask myself is, is how do Aaron Rodgers, how does... How does Matt LaFleur repair this, right? He took the ball, and, and I know you're looking at it as he put, took the ball and put it in. You know, he put the onus on his defense, and I get that. But ultimately, he took the ball out of the hands of the league MVP. Yeah. How did they ever fix this relationship? I wouldn't have made the play, but I'm here to defend it. Um, I'm all about putting the ball in my best player's hands when the game is on the line, it's a simple formula for me. And, and I guess that's why I'm on a podcast and not on an NFL sideline yep. uh, like Matt LaFleur is, but I'm going to give you an example of, of what I think is a big difference in player coach relationship. And you saw it in one game. Here it is. Matt LaFleur didn't communicate to Aaron Rodgers in that moment that Aaron Rodgers was operating under four downs. I've heard quarterbacks talk about this, where they know in crunch time in the two-minute drill, they know when they go to the huddle that they have four downs, not three. Aaron Rodgers said he didn't know he had four downs. He was working under the assumption that he had, he had three downs. So that's his defense. Aaron Rodgers likes to default a lot. But here's the contrast. So you had Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers clearly not on the same page. Bruce Arians and Tom Brady. Remember before the touchdown in the corner of the end zone to Mike Evans? When Tom Brady... Uh, was on a fourth down situation. Bruce Arians calls for the field goal team. Come on. Tom Brady's in his winter parka with his winter hat toque on. And then they have a little discussion. You know what? Tom, get back on the field. Hand off to Leonard Fournette. First down. Next pass. Corner end zone. Touchdown. Tampa rolls. There's the difference. There's a difference between the coach and his quarterback. 
having a good relationship, communication, yeah. same age, and Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers. I but, think that relationship, to take it to the next level, yeah. I think that relationship, Tony, is over. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to be on another team next year. Wow, but that's the mistake right there. I need you to think about it, right? So now we know Rodgers didn't run for those four or five yards because he thought he had three downs to get into the end zone because his coach had not communicated with him that he had four downs. Instead, if Matt LaFleur would have told him, Aaron, you don't have to go to the end zone right away. We're first in goal. We have second down, third down, and fourth down to try and get these eight yards to get into the end zone. So if you have four or five yards ahead of you, you take it because we have a couple of more downs to get into the end zone. That's where I think the big mistake was. Anyway, listen, let's move on to the Bills uh, at the Chiefs if we can. I know that we both thought that the Bills were going to keep it close. I know that we both thought the Bills had a serious chance to pull this one off. I have to tell you, though, I did think that if Mahomes was going to start and Mahomes was going to finish, that Kansas City was going to win. But seeing as they had a hard time covering the spread pretty much the entire season, I have to tell you, I am surprised that they won by 14. You know when I knew this game was over? Tell me. When Buffalo went up 9 nothing. You don't don't do that. Don't don't do that. Don't ever do that to Kansas City because then they're gonna they're gonna come for the jugular and they're gonna want to chop your head off because that's what they do. They get angry and they got angry at Buffalo. And you saw how Buffalo unraveled at the end of the game, their emotions got the best of them. Josh Allen, emotions got the best of him. That's a learning moment for him. Yeah. But I think this comes down to I think this comes down to cowardly coaching, Tony. Punting and punting and punting. Like you're you know it, Tony. You we're we're has-beens, brother. We never was when it comes to the world of sports. You and I both know you need touchdowns, not field goals against Kansas City. That's what you need. And and don't spare me the the outrage. Well, we're doing it for morale. We're doing it for mor- the players want points on the board. Bull 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 you know what? Players want to win. Players want to win no matter what. And I think they didn't put their best foot forward. By continuing to, to, to kick field goals, Tony. You know what it looked like to me, first of all? I mean, something we already know. What a force Travis Kelsey was. Oh. Two touchdowns. Tyreek Hill had a monster of a game. I thought he was absolutely fantastic. But Pat Mahomes was absolutely unbelievable, as we know him to be. Here's the difference for me. I look, I look at this game, and now I look back at the season. You know what I think? I think at a certain point in the regular season, the Kansas City Chiefs were coasting. And last weekend... They put it in fifth gear. And in fifth gear, Buffalo couldn't keep up. And I can't wait to see if Tampa Bay, when they put it in fifth gear in the Super Bowl, in Tampa, can not only keep up, but beat Pat Mahomes. And I'm going to tell you this, Sean, we're not there yet, but we keep betting against Tom Brady the way we did last week, and he made us look bad. He might make us look bad again. Until then... I can't wait to talk about it more with you. The Super Bowl between the Chiefs and the Bucks. I'm Marinero. He's Sean Starr. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. The Sick Podcast is brought to you by MyBookie. Use code SICKPIX for a 50% deposit bonus. Bet. Win. Get paid.